And in the heat of battle, in the middle of his combat with uh, the king's sister, Masago, he has another debilitating vision. You're listening to Path of the Jedi with your host, Ronnie Cruz. All right, welcome to Path of the Jedi, the podcast where Star Wars meets personal development. My name is Ronnie Cruz, your host for this enlightening adventure. Uh, And it certainly has been, it certainly has been. This uh, trip through Star Wars Visions has been uh, pretty eye-opening. I feel like I've learned a lot with these animated shorts. I mean, you know, it seems that the the creators and and the different production houses packed a lot into uh, into these episodes. So, It's something that for sure we will be revisiting in the future. Today, we're going to talk about the final episode. We're on the last episode, and that's why I brought it up. But before we get into all of that, I wanted to first remind everybody that this Sunday, May the 15th, we will be starting our weekly book discussions on our next book. For those of you who are unaware, I actually host a free weekly personal development call. We do it over Zoom every Sunday. And uh, periodically, we'll do a book study. And this Sunday, this coming Sunday, we're starting a book called Are You Up for the Challenge? Now, I absolutely love this book. It's If I had to describe it, I would say it's a principle-based instruction manual for creating lasting change in your life. So this is going to be great for anybody who is looking to make real changes in their lives, whether it's financially, um, whether it's with your health, whether it's your uh, with your relationships. All of that stems from your mindset, and this book serves as the perfect guide to helping you make those lasting changes. So again, it's absolutely free. There's no cost outside of uh, getting your own copy of the book. There's no cost to you. So here's some a couple of things if you want to participate in this weekly call that you have to do. First, um, join our online community on Facebook. It's Path of Growth Community. So it's facebook.com slash path of growth. And I'll put all of this in the, uh, in the show notes of this episode. But join that. That's where um, uh, you'll get all the weekly information for the Zoom link and everything like that and what chapters we're going to be covering. And then uh, after that, go to Path of the jedi.com hit our recommended reading list and you'll be able to buy your uh, own copy of are you up for the challenge by rod hairston from there and that's it Uh, all you have to do after that is read along with us and and join us on our weekly calls again it's absolutely free Um, uh, so just make sure you join our online community the path of growth community on facebook and you'll be able to uh, to participate in this next book study that we're doing uh, of course, if you have any further questions, please absolutely feel feel free to reach out. You can send me an email at info at pathofthejedi.com and uh, put, uh, are you up for the challenge in the subject heading? Whatever questions you might have. I mean, it's a pretty simple process. Um, but if you do have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Um, of course, you can always hit me on my socials as well on the uh, POTJ podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. Today we are talking about episode 9 in Star Wars Visions entitled Akakiri. I think that's how to pronounce it. A-K-A-K 
A-K-A-K-I-R-I, Akakiri, which I learned looking it up on the internet is a Japanese word for red haze, which for those of you who have seen this episode or watched this episode know that definitely plays into uh, the story. Now, I was searching online for an episode summary for this one, and the best one that I could find comes from Mia Johnson of dorksideoftheforce.com. And I love that URL. I'll leave uh, I'll leave the link in the show notes of this episode so you guys can read it. But she, I think, uh, sums it up the best of, of the ones that I found. She says, the episode follows Jedi Subaki and Princess Misa as they trek back to her castle following her father's death. Taking over the throne is Sith Lord Masago, who is the king's sister, and she is not going to give up power so easily. This, I think, is a good overall summation of what's happening in this episode. It gives us a good bird's eye view. Um, obviously, our heroes, Jedi Knight Tsubaki and Princess Misa, um, go through a lot of stuff in order to uh, reach their primary objective, which is to get to the castle and recapture the throne. There are some other details in the story that I think are pertinent to, um, well, getting a better, clearer picture of what's happening or why things are happening. First of all, Jedi Knight Tsubaki isn't actually from this planet. Um, we find out that he had visited here, well, not visited here, but he was here years ago when he was younger in order to help the king from other invaders, right? There was a, an invasion years ago, and as a young Jedi Knight, he came to help. And it was then that he first met Princess Misa. Come to find out later on, he actually developed feelings for Misa then, um, which, of course, it, it's, it's forbidden in the Jedi Order. Well, feelings aren't forbidden, but, um, you know, developing relationships and, and, and romantic ties, um, it's not allowed. Despite this, we see that Tsubaki still actually harbors feelings for Misa, and that's why he has returned to help her after her father was uh, overthrown and killed. I mean, he says he's there because there's no way that they can defeat a Sith Lord on their own, but we know in the subtext that he's actually still in love with Princess Misa. A second detail that's pretty important to the story, we learn early on that Jedi Knight Tsubaki is actually having visions, and, and they come to him in this like uh, migraine with tinnitus, high-pitched ear noise, um, you know, debilitating headache kind of situations, and he has these visions of someone, we can't really tell who it is, there's no face in the vision, but somebody is, is being killed very violently, somebody's dying a violent death. Now, even though we can't see who it is in the vision, we can't identify the individual, I think it's safe to say that Jedi Knight Tsubaki is worried, is very concerned that the person in the vision is actually Princess Misa, and that's what drives him to come back to the planet and help her. He's on this mission to largely prevent her from dying. Now, when he tells his master about this vision, his uh, the wise master actually advises him not to go because he's going to be too susceptible. He's too emotional right now. He's too much in a state, and he's going to be susceptible to falling to the dark side as a result of this. Hearing this actually drives him even more to go help Princess Misa because now he his his primary uh, directive is to prevent all these things from happening and to show that nothing is predestined, that we actually can affect the outcome of things. 
with his vision headaches becoming more and more severe as we go through the story, his his mission to prevent the princess's death and to prevent his own fall to the dark side become more and more dire. When we get towards the end of the episode, they actually get captured. They get captured in the castle. They get to the castle, but then they get captured. And in the heat of battle, in the middle of his combat with uh, the king's sister, Masago, he has another debilitating vision. And so at this point, he has to muster all his strength, all his power to prevent this, to prevent the princess from dying. And so he fights through this red haze. His head's not even clear yet. He's fighting through this red haze and he's able to take out the guards one by one. When he slashes and kills the last guard, however, he hears a scream. And when he goes over to the dead guard's body to take off his mask, we actually see that it's Princess Misa. While Tsubaki was lost in his vision, the king's sister forced Princess Misa to wear that mask, so he had no idea that it was even her. And now his vision has come true. It's at this point that the king's sister, Masago, makes her pitch, right? Like all good Sith do. Come join me. Together we can rule the galaxy. Together we can bring order and peace to the galaxy. And you can even help Misa. There's a little bit of back and forth, of course, um, as he tries to resist joining the dark side. But pretty much uh, what Masago says is, come join me in the dark side and, and I'll show you how to help Misa. And this is that turning point where because of his love for Princess Misa, he decides to join the dark side. He decides to go to the dark side of the force, and together with Masago, they actually heal her and bring her back to life. They revive her. And Masago, again, true to Sith fashion, says, there is nothing that has not been fated. And that's how it ends. Princess Misa is alive, but Tsubaki has fallen to the dark side of the force. He has joined the Sith and is now the apprentice of Masago. Very, very much uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith vibes, very parallel to Anakin, um, you know, making the decisions that he made in order to save the loved one, right? Um, And it not working out the way he had wanted it to work out. And so the question is, was it all actually predestined? Like with Anakin, he was being called the chosen one from the very beginning. So was his trajectory, was his life already predetermined? Was Tsubaki always meant to become a Sith and fall to the dark side, proving exactly what Masago said in that everything has been fated? Well, if we look at things through the lens of cause and effect, right, through uh, Newtonian causality, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Logically, it can definitely seem like everything is predetermined because the current circumstances is only a direct result of everything that has happened in the past. All the causalities has led up to this very one specific moment. One event triggers another event and triggers another event, triggers another event. So this is intricate web of events all triggering each other that lead inevitably to this exact set of circumstances that's happening in the present moment. In this episode, if we trace the events, the sequence of events backwards, we see that each event was a direct result of the of what happened immediately before, right? So for example, Jedi Knight Tsubaki joining the Sith and, and falling to the dark side of the Force was a direct result of Princess Misa being killed. 
Princess Misa being killed uh, was a direct result of Tsubaki coming to the planet uh, because of the visions that he was having. The visions that Tsubaki was having was a direct result of Masago killing her brother, the king, and taking over the throne, thereby putting Misa in danger. None of that would have been an issue, however, had Tsubaki not visited the planet um, years ago and gotten to know and develop feelings for Misa. Again, one event led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. Everything that happened led to Tsubaki's inevitable demise. Looking at things through this lens, it, it's a very uh, fatalistic determinism, really, right? This cause and effect, this Newtonian causality uh, perspective. That's why the Sith want you to believe this. That's why Masago says there is nothing that has not been fated. They, they want you to think that there is no choice. They want, she wanted Tsubaki to think that it was inevitable. But there's more to it than that. Throughout the episode, Tsubaki repeatedly says things like, there's no such thing as fate or things aren't determined. Like we talked about earlier, his aim here is to show that we can control our own destinies. By, by making the decisions that we make, we can control the outcomes that end up happening. The only reason things ended up the way they ended up for him was that he made some bad decisions. Had he listened to his master and not gone to the planet in the first place, the princess wouldn't have been killed and he wouldn't have gone to the dark side in order to save her. Simple as that. So what was it that drove him to make the decisions that he made? It was his focus. He was so focused on his vision of somebody being killed. He was so focused on his concern for Princess Misa's well-being that that drove his decision-making. No matter what he did, no matter what he ended up, how hard he ended up trying to prevent all of that from happening, because he was so focused on those things, they became a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's exactly like Qui-Gon said. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. You see, when things aren't going necessarily the way we want them to go, the natural inclination is to look back and try to find out why things are going the way they are. And it's very easy to pinpoint the string of events and circumstances that um, has led to our current conditions. Again, it's a natural thing that we do, perhaps to free us from the burden of responsibility. But our lives are not the sum total of the circumstances that have led up to this moment. We're not, we don't have to be victims of circumstances. Our lives are the sum total of the decisions that we make. And those decisions are informed and based on the things that we focus on. If you don't believe this, I want you to think back to a time uh, when you were really, really worried about something, right? Like this is something that just kind of was so heavy on your thoughts. It preoccupied everything in your mind to the point where it eventually came true. Here's an example. Um, let's say, you know, you're, you're, you know, in your nine to five, you're going to work in the morning and, and you're really worried about being late. Maybe you have a big presentation at the office, but you're super, super worried and concerned about being late. So in the morning, when you wake up, you're immediately on edge. You're rushing. You're rushing through your morning routine um, just to make sure you get there. Not, not even just, uh, you know, on time, but you want to get there early. So you're rushing through your morning. By the time you get to your car, however, you realize that you've forgotten something in the house. So 
you go back into the house and and you're looking for the thing that you forgot. So you're already costing yourself another three to five minutes. You're already a little bit further behind than you wanted to be. And because of this, once you finally do get on the road, there's more traffic on the road. So now you have to make up time. You have to rush a little bit. You have to drive a little bit more reckless because you don't want to be late, right? Because you have a big presentation. So you're driving a little bit reckless and, and next thing you know, you don't see and realize that there's a red light and bang, fender bender. And the thing that you were worried about the most because you were so focused on it became true. You end up being late. Now, of course, this is a made-up scenario, but it's it's just an example of how your focus can and does become your reality. I'm not saying that life isn't without its problems, but the problems aren't going to solve themselves by you worrying about them. So we have to really, really work on being more and more intentional with what we focus on if we want to be more and more intentional with the outcomes that we want to create. Instead of focusing on the things that we don't want in life, focus on the outcomes that you do want. You only have to be destined for the things you choose to be destined for. Remember what Qui-Gon said, your focus determines your reality. All right, well, that is going to do it for today's episode. It was destined to come to an end at some point. What do you guys think? What What are some of your thoughts? What are your reflections on today's topic of destiny and determinism versus choice and free will? Um, uh, your thoughts on episode nine, Akakiri of Star Wars Visions. Anything that happens to be on your mind um, coming out of today's episode, let us know what you think. Hit us up on our socials. That's um, at P. P-O-T-J podcast on Twitter and on Facebook is facebook.com slash P-O-T-J podcast. And of course, you can email us at info at path of the Jedi.com with the title of today's episode in the subject heading. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Even send us an MP3 if you want. I'd love to play it on the show next week. Um, but yeah, this is a good one because there's, there's a lot of, I mean, especially right now, we can definitely feel like things are spiraling out of our control. There's so much going on in the world that we can feel helpless in this crazy soup of circumstances, right? Like a, like a feather in the wind. So being able to uh, bounce ideas off someone else or, or, you know, hear another person's perspective can really be very, very helpful, which is why I'm going to remind you again that we are starting our new book discussion this Sunday. So do everything that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, if you want to participate completely free, um, just got to buy the book and join the Zoom. Cover me, Porkins. Okay, so this week's shout out is a little different from um, uh, the shout outs I've done in the past, but I wanted to give a shout out this week to my dear, dear friend, Mr. Joel Ocampo. That's right, Joel Ocampo. Now, this is a guy, There again, there's a group of us, I think I've mentioned this in the past, there's a group of us that all grew up together, and, and you know, I've known Joel at this point, I don't know, who knows, 40 plus years, um, and there's a handful of us that, that, are, that have known each other this long. Um, recently, 
Joel's father passed away the other week. And, and so, um, number one, I wanted to give a shout out to Joel and his family um, as, as a way of supporting him through this, um, you know, what could be a difficult time, right? So, so for those of you guys listening out there, you, you may or may not know Joel, but let's send him and his family um, some healing force, some, some support, um, thoughts and prayers, whatever you believe in. But let's just send him some, some love and support and, and that kind of energy as they're going through this um, transition, as they're going through what can be, uh, again, a difficult time. Number two, these shout outs, as you guys know, are a way for us to recognize and celebrate people. So, uh, you know, I wanted to bring this up because uh, Joel, I wanted to use this as a way to celebrate Joel's dad, right? He, he has passed on. He has, he has become one with the force. As Yoda has said, death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the force. So this can be our way of doing that. Again, let's 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 celebrate the life of Santos, Uncle Santos, Joel's dad. Let's celebrate him in that he is now one with the force. You know, I was talking to my friend Daniel, uh, Dano. Uh, well, Dan is another one of the, the guys that's part of this group of uh, friends that have known each other for 40 plus years. But Dan and I were talking over the weekend while I was visiting for the funeral. Uh, and we were reflecting and remembering back on Uncle Santos, Joel's dad. Um, and, you know, we were just saying like, man, Joel's dad was really one of the most reliable people that you'd ever known like he was always there you could always count on him he's one of those guys that always had his friends backs right like you can really really one of the most reliable dudes ever and, and i got to thinking of course yeah no wonder no wonder joel is like that right joel is exactly the same way my friend joel again i've known we've known him for more than 40 years at this point and he's just always been rock solid he's always been um you know one of those guys that you can always always count on no matter what's going on no matter what's going on super super reliable super even keel um you know takes 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 after his dad in that regard and so you know it's a celebration both of of uncle santos and joel right father and son it's a celebration of both of them so uh, joel i don't know if you listen to this i don't know if anybody in your family listens to this but um definitely we're sending out my love um sending you uh healing and happy vibes and, and uh, through the force sending the family my love um, I wanted to take this moment and opportunity to, to give the shout out to you and your dad. So without further ado, Joel and Uncle Santos, this shout out goes to you. Okay, so that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Um, yeah, we are done with Star Wars Visions, man. Got a lot out of it. So many lessons, so many insights and tidbits. And I'm sure um, we'll still get a lot more mileage out of this series. This was an amazing series, and I can't wait to revisit it in the future. Uh, but until then, well, next week, um, we're going to tackle Han Solo. Well, not Han Solo, but the movie Solo. I've been re-watching it. So if you want to re-watch Solo in the meantime please feel free to do so and then we will catch you next week with a fresh new episode so until then everybody please be well be safe and may the force be with you
This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company nor Lucasfilm Limited and is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names and sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is intellectual property of Path of the Jedi unless otherwise indicated.